All right, we are back. It's been, uh, shoot, it seems like two months. It's been a long time. No Max Effect, J.R. Todd. I'm Sean Langdon. Welcome back, everybody. This is uh, the longest break that we've had. Honestly, like, I thought this winter, this past winter, that, you know, we'll have a lot of downtime, cover a lot of stuff because we're going to be home. We'll get some people in here. But I feel like I was gone more this winter than I am, you know, during the week during the season yeah no i mean it, the like I, I couldn't really even consider this like an off season because right. it, it didn't even really seem like there was much time for a break on anything we got back and uh from pomona and had some had the pri show and then you get through christmas and and the, the holidays with your family and everything and then next thing you know it's you're getting the car ready and you're out there at phoenix going testing yeah like i mean after a pri show i think that was the last uh last show we did with uh loans and Freiburger. the I, longest uh, show to date <laughs> yeah right i uh went on vacation came back went on another one to uh qatar but like it just whenever i was home you weren't home and vice versa so it just never worked out for us to do a, another show that's why we haven't done one I mean, basically I, I guess that's a good thing to have that you're busy Busy doing right, something. Yeah, at least you're not sitting home on your ass. Yeah, right. Exactly. So how was it? Uh, so you went to Qatar. So you did you go out to the track? I did. That was uh, the first uh, first race of the season for them when I went over there for the the ADRL, the Arabian Drag Racing League, which uh, it was cool. It's basically all of uh you know Shake Khaled's cars that race over here: Todd Tutero, Mike Castellana, uh, Mike Janis, just all over there competing uh, against themselves and. Uh, kind of like a little quick eight over there watching those guys but what's cool about over there is like it's uh it's nice this time of year the track over there is killer and like they were uh they were hauling ass compared to what they do at most races over here right yeah i mean i i w- i've been over there one time and i i didn't make it out to the track though but i mean watching it online it's pretty cool yeah and then uh i think it was the week after I was there, or two weeks after I was there, Dell went over there with this funny car, and that was the first time they had a nitro car at the track over there, and he made some laps, and I'm sure that uh, that probably blew him away over there. That was cool that you know he can say he's the the fastest guy in Qatar now. So how fast did he end up going? Uh, that's a good question. I think he went four O's, maybe at over 300. Oh yeah, but I bet those guys ate it up. Right? Yeah, no one's ever been that quick and fast over there, so that was uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's neat. So we got obviously, with all this downtime, so much to cover. <laughs> yes, I we mean, do. we're over two races into the season already. Yeah, I mean, it flew by. I mean, next thing, yeah, like I said, we go testing. Next thing we know, we're in Pomona, and then you get a short little break, and then you're in Phoenix, and here we are, two races in uh, through testing. Um, but I mean, man, so just some some big changes in the off season. Some some uh, new drivers, some drivers. That aren't back out. Uh, some some drivers um, went different types of racing, right. um, but yeah, we've kind of seen like a, a a new little you know obviously with a few of the pro stock drivers, um, you know Drew Skillman and and uh, Vincent Nobile and Tanner Gray not back. I mean, some awesome racers wish they were back, but uh, obviously they're they're doing some different stuff now. But got some new racers in. It's got some new blood out there. Jordan Vandergriff, Austin Proc. Yeah, I, I think, for me anyways, the biggest surprise is uh, Tony Schumacher not being at the first two races. I mean, that's your uh, 
wingest top fuel driver of all time right there sitting on the sidelines waiting for a sponsor. That shows how tough it is to uh, to get a deal to be out here competing with these guys and girls. Yeah, and we were all kind of in you know in in limbo and you know waiting to hear because obviously you know you just you just think Tony Schumacher. I mean, it's the that's got NHRA written all over it, right. and uh, you know so there's a lot of things that that you know we were hearing obviously. You know, just little rumblings, and and you know, one week you hear he's got some, one week he doesn't, and um, but then it's like reality sets in. You show up to Pomona, and there's no Tony Schumacher. It's like, yeah, I mean, I keep hearing that you know they're close to a deal and this and that, but reality, I mean, if they have a deal in the works and it's not ready to go yet, they can afford to miss you know a handful of races and come out and and still win a couple of races and probably make the top ten. Yeah, and, and I mean. I, what was that, 2017? Uh, I mean, I, I didn't get out there till Houston. Right. And we were able to make it in. So, you know, obviously, and they still have uh, Mike Neff on payroll and, and Phil Schuler. Um, so they, uh, I mean, obviously, they, they have the talent with the crew chiefs. They have the talent with the driver. And then they have, you know, everything at DSR. They have all the means to, to do it to make it back in. But, yeah, at, at this point, it's just a matter of time and, matter of finding that money that's a that's a hard thing to do at this point yeah i mean you would think uh somebody as business savvy as the as that team is and then like i said you got a schumacher with uh with all his accomplishments that it wouldn't be all that difficult to to find something for him but uh it it is and makes uh makes me extremely uh happy to be where i'm at you know with a cloud of motorsports and feel lucky to to have a job yeah, and that's that's you know we've we've all been in those positions. I know you've been there. I've been there, um, where it's just you you get to racing and you, and you don't think about that side of things. You you kind of um, you know you're very lucky and fortunate to be where you're at. But uh, then the the big picture it's it takes money to run these things. And when that stuff goes away, then it's like reality sets in of like just how fragile this sport can be. And how fragile your position could be as a driver, and uh, I mean it's it's humbling. We all know that. Yeah. But then the the good thing is, is when you get that opportunity again, it just makes you that much hungrier. Yeah, exactly. Because to prove you, yourself. Yeah, you don't know how long this uh, this thing is going to last, so you uh, you want to prove everybody that you deserve to be out there and in, in, in this position for sure. Yeah. So, um, I mean, maybe maybe talk about some some of the surprises that we've seen this year. I, I don't know if there are huge surprises, but, uh, like, I had a feeling that Jordan Vandegrift would come out and, and run well. I mean, we saw how he did in, uh, in testing when we were in Phoenix, you know, at the uh, beginning of the season. They ran well there just getting his license. I mean, the the kid doesn't have that many runs under his belt. And, like, the thing's hauling ass. And I don't know if I'd want to be in his shoes right now with how quick and fast that thing's running. Yeah, I, I said something to Bob uh, after, uh, I believe it was first round. Yeah, first round in, in Phoenix. And – Jordan went out there and went 369 and it's like with that that amount of laps that he has to make a run like that yeah is like, says it, a lot correct yeah like he's doing a, a a good job of holding on to that thing because it hasn't slowed down in his mind yet to be able to you know real actually realize where he's at on the track and just pick up little things going on with the car like he's uh He's in a really fast car to learn how to drive. Yes, and that that's one of the hardest things to do, and that's one thing that I don't think a lot of people know is there is a big difference from going out there and going 380 to 385 
but then going 369 and the difference of, of like you said it i mean it takes a good 40 or 50 laps for your your mind to kind of catch up with everything a little bit there's a lot of times i mean we even get in some situations now you know having a lot of laps that you make certain runs and when the car starts ripping and for us in a funny car when it's going you know mid-high 380s you can easily mentally get behind the car, especially if the thing makes a move early right. or if it tries to pick the front end up. Shaking the tires. That's where I always find myself behind. It goes out there and, and rattles, and you got to pedal it. That automatically like, it just kind of puts your mind behind. You're trying to catch up. You know, oh, I got to keep this thing straight in the groove now. Like, it just, you're trying to reset the run, but it's already too late. Right, exactly. Yeah. So for him to come out, and then on top of that, uh, his two reaction times were. A, I believe like a 063 and a 053. Um, that's stout. Yeah. I mean, that's the, if you, if you look at the average perspective of that, that's going to be up there with the class leaders. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's, uh, it's a shame that guys like that aren't out there full time. Cause that class needs it for sure. Yeah. Uh, like we said with, with, uh, with Tony Schumacher not being out there, um, you know, you know, from, from what I'm hearing, it, it looks like, uh, Austin Proc, might be going being yeah maybe get full-time this year i heard that this past week which, which that, that's good and he's another one like i don't he's doing well and i feel like we all thought he would like it's not a, a huge surprise and he did a you know a good job there in uh, pomona when it went out there and shook and he had to pedal it but uh he's gonna be the more laps those two make like they're just gonna get better and better i feel like yeah and that's gonna be a hell of a little rookie of the year battle yeah well hopefully one doesn't outweigh the other right yeah i mean that and that that's a cool thing it's like you know last year um you know with the rookie of the year battle you know there's all every, everybody had their opinions of it but you know it it went you know what i felt was the right direction but this year i, I think with these guys this this might be a back and forth battle between them yeah this is definitely going to come down to you know some on-track performance and you know how those two can handle themselves off the track as well i feel yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um one other uh speaking of surprises, one I guess a surprise I, I mean I you can't really say a surprise because the this team's progressed a lot throughout the last couple years, but when they started making some runs out there in Pomona this year, uh it was kind of like a little bit of a oh shit, Terry McMillan. Yeah, they uh they are definitely turning some heads these first two races. I don't really remember how they did testing. You know, yeah, I mean, testing, it, you, it doesn't you, matter. You anyways. get, you kind of get in your own zone. Right. And you, you really don't see much. But, I mean, for them to come out, I mean, looking at this right here, Terry McMillan, first round in Pomona, 060 on the tree, 371-0329. That was a damn good run to start the year off. And then second round goes out 054, 369 with a six at 329. Uh, another stout run. And then uh, in the, in the semis loses a good race to uh, on a on a little hole shot to to Doug Coletta, but I wouldn't even call it that. He's 056 on the tree, 370 with the six, and and loses the race by you know basically a hundredth of a second. Also again at 329 miles an hour, and then he goes out there and qualifying uh, after Q3 and is number one with the 369. Right, and one thing that uh, that I've noticed that's good, uh, you know. For them, like they're making these awesome runs, big runs, and the thing is not going out there and murdering itself either. Right, good, clean, consistent runs, and that's that's awesome, man. It's good to see. Yeah, I like you, you kind of like seeing that stuff. I mean, you know, in the case of 
I guess you could say maybe a little bit of the underdog. I, yeah, I don't think he's an underdog. He's been out here for a long time. He's proven himself. I mean, he won Indy. He won Indy. He knows how to win races. But uh, to see you know a smaller team like that making an those independent runs, team, yeah, an in, independent team, absolutely. Uh, but competing with with any team out there, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what uh, that's what our sport needs in that class for sure. Like I said, because you don't want to see two. Maybe three teams just out there dominating each week. It uh, kind of runs off the other cars, you know. But it's uh, I feel like he's definitely giving hope. You uh, put the right people in the right places, get the right parts and pieces. That's uh, that's proof of what can happen. Yeah, absolutely. And then you know one one cool thing. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess in the beginning of the year, you you look at at top fuel and you look at last year and you try to forecast how this year is going to play out and what your opinions are what you think and obviously what steve torrance did last year it's pretty easy to say steve torrance probably going to dominate again yeah they're uh they're definitely not lacking and you know his dad went in there in, in phoenix uh billy flew home with uh his crew chief jason mccullough on monday and he said that was the last race on that car that they're bringing out brand new pipe the next time i think vegas is their next race so like the yeah, point the, leader not going to Gainesville. Yeah, the point leader not going to Gainesville, in my mind, that's a statement. Yeah. Yeah, so, the, uh, yeah, that's unfortunate. I mean, but, you you know, in the beginning of the year, getting back to, like, what, what I was saying was that at the beginning of the year, we said Steve Torrance, you know, fair assessment, probably going to come out and dominate again. Probably prove, gonna yeah, prove that you can beat him. Have 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 a good year. And one, one thing that I said, uh, I you know, probably the only guy that's going to beat Steve Torrance is Billy Torrance. They they had he had a good car last year, but it was cool for uh, for Team Coletta. It's awesome for Doug Coletta uh, go out there that first race um, and, and beat Steve uh, in, in the final. Absolutely. So now and we could throw Doug Coletta in that mix. Yeah, Dougie made some good runs there in Pomona, and uh, for whatever reason, he always does well at the Winter Nationals. Yeah, it seems like he's always in the hunt to win that race, which I never do well there. I'd like to have some of that mojo start the season off, but no, I. I think both of our cars are going to be uh, better than what they were last year. Richie's car ran really well there in Pomona, and just uh, he raced the wrong guy first round, got picked off by a McMillan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean him and him and McMillan had a great race. You know, like we said, you know Terry went three seventy one and Richie three seventy three at three twenty five. I mean, yeah, they both cracked the tree like nine times out of ten. Like you're going to win that round. Yeah, and that's. That's the hard part about the sport is you could have an awesome race car through testing, through whatever, through eliminations, and then you just run into that one buzzsaw that just makes that awesome run. At at, at those points, you just say, hey, good job, good race. Right, and then, like, you know, then you take as as well as you ran in Fe- or a Pomona, then you go to Phoenix, and just uh, you almost got to throw that out the window. Like, the conditions that we had in Phoenix, like, you just do not see. We don't race in conditions like that. Right. And then we didn't get a lot of help on Friday either. Yeah, so as as most of the people saw, there was there was uh, one car that made it down the track on Friday. Out of both nitro categories. Yes. Um so that's that's a tough situation. You know, fortunately there was uh, a good resolution out of it. Um I th- I think uh NHRA got together with uh, with pro and they uh, talked about the situation of the the condition of the racetrack obviously there was a uh, a lot of um, opinions from from the racer standpoint on that that uh, 
with the decision of how they they prep the track that it wasn't a, a fair racetrack for everybody to to race on so uh to our knowledge uh they everybody basically got together the the last couple pair of top fuel pulled out of the lanes and basically said that we need to address the track situation and uh, prepare it better for tomorrow which they did and that you know you got to give credit to uh to the safety safari um for addressing the situation and coming out the next morning get out there early scrape the track redrag it respray it and uh you know basically met the standards and then you see some awesome racing after that yeah, absolutely that's where uh i'm happy that that we have pro for you know taking a stand and taking up for the racers and the teams and saying, Hey, there's a problem here. Cause it's not just the, you know, the, the teams that are complaining, like it's, it's not fair to the fans when they spend their hard earned money, take off work to come out there on Friday. And that's the show we give them. Yeah. And that's, you know, and then, then, you know, with, you have an unfortunate incident like that for whatever reason, there were some changes that were were made and how it was getting prepped right and, and we the backup we got told in pomona that the prep was going to change again right from where we ended the season last year because the racing at the end of the like the whole countdown in my opinion like awesome it was, it, i mean awesome yeah like you said like awesome. guys were throwing down great runs good consistent runs even like when the track's hot and what have you like you could still like go out there and make really good runs percentage of the cars goes up which means good side-by-side racing which that's what the fans want right so we kind of got told that hey the tracks towards the end of the year were probably a little better than we intended on them to be or we wanted them to be so we're gonna bring it back to kind of what they wanted it to be when we started off uh the season last year trying to you know keep the speeds down and, and what have you which i get it yeah and i get it and i i think that 330 mark is that's kind of the uh right the scare number yeah because you got cars now still the first two races they're going 330 plus like 334 like no they don't want to see that right and that's and we and we get that and that's that's part of the safety and so we you know we commend them for making those decisions um you know we we appreciate that and uh but I think when it when it takes a big backwards turn as what it did in in Q one for uh, Phoenix, I think the fact that you know we do have Pro and we do have um, that relationship with Pro to NHRA to where it's like okay, you know we need to fix this because right when you everybody just doesn't get dumb overnight and everybody just doesn't smoke the tires right off the starting line. Matt Hagen made a great run, that was an awesome run. But that right there, that run that. Matt Hagen made that could be considered run of the year. Yeah, possibly because no one car got even got to three hundred feet. Right? Yeah, exactly. Well, you 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 said off of the video you watched your car. You did a th- yeah. I've never seen this before in my life, and even you know for uh, Nikki, your crew chief, to come to our lounge and he started laughing when he saw the the computer the graph of our run the drive shaft. He's like, I've never seen anything like that and took a picture. He's like, I want that just for my archives. Yeah. And so anyways, like we have a, you know, Juwan that videos our runs for us and then we can watch it on the computer and slow it down frame by frame. Well, people ask, you know, why do we mark the tire? There's a white stripe on the tire. Well, that's so we, you know, when we video it, we can see the tire, how many revolutions it makes, whatever it's spinning, whatever it's doing. So I hit the gas and... You can see that stripe make one complete revolution, and the top stage light is still lit. 
Right. Like that that doesn't happen when you make eleven thousand horsepower. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's it's it's a I've never seen that. And and it's to see it was it was pretty crazy. But looking back on it, it's funny now, but like at that time, like you're pissed. Like, first, like we were gonna, we were gonna do a show Friday night, right? Like hauled this a little bit of this equipment out there to Phoenix. Like that was our plan. We're gonna do a show because we haven't done one in forever. Well, nobody was happy Friday, and you start having a couple cocktails. Like you know, let's do a show. Like that ah, probably should probably not a good idea because we're gonna say some things that we shouldn't. Yes. So you know we. It took a week to cool off, so here we are tonight. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, as, uh, you know, trying to, we want to be team players on this, and we want to uh, give a fair assessment to everybody. You know, part of the show is talk, talking about topics, talking about racing-related things, and just bringing them up and, and giving fans a, 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 you know, our take on things, and they create their own opinions. But obviously, in that situation, it wasn't a good situation. Yeah. So we just figured it was best. We'll just leave the situation alone right now. We'll let the, the race weekend, we'll, let's see how this plays out. It got better. And it got better. And, right. And there was some, some awesome racing. I think there was some awesome racing on uh, on Sunday as well. I mean, Saturday was great. Sunday's racing was great. And I hope the fans were happy. Yeah. I, I think they should be because it, it looked like it was packed there. It was. There All was a weekend. there was a lot of people, and I and I think, you know, it. I don't know if that was intended that way, or if maybe a lot of people used their tickets from Friday and they came back right. as well. But you got you got to appreciate what NHRA did in the fact of of uh, refunding the tickets and allowing allowing the fans to come back and yeah. and to watch some awesome racing on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, they allow them to use their Friday ticket for any day that they want to come back, even next year if they want to come back and Kurt. use it then, which that that was big on them. And, and their defense, with the whole track prep issue that we had Friday, like the weather was a big problem. It rained earlier in the day, and it was super cold. And, like, you just – you can't prep the track when the weather is like that. You can, but you got to make the right adjustments. Absolutely, because we have run in colder conditions, right? And we have seen some really good runs. Obviously, the colder the conditions, it really narrows up the your, tuning the yeah, tuning window. Your window is real small. the The window is really small. So, with that being said, but you still have the ability to make really good runs, and, yeah. and we've seen a lot of that coming off of rain delays. And that's the disappointing part because a lot of fans feel, okay, well, it's super cold, the track's tight, like you guys are going to haul ass. Then we go out there and don't get off the starting line. Like that's the disappointing part for me, anyways, is because you're expecting the same thing. Like you're getting yourself all pumped up. Like this thing ought to rip, and then it doesn't go two inches. And yeah, not not so much. Yeah, yeah, that's and it's frustrating. Um, you know, obviously, we want it beginning of the year, new parts, new pieces, new cars, new a lot of new things, new crew guys. You want to make as many runs as possible because you want to kind of get in the flow of things get in those in the rhythm and missing runs in the beginning of the year um you know it, it really it really hurts i mean it, it you know it set us back a little bit for for our car we were able to you know kind of regroup and we made a good run on um on q3 um you know made some good runs in eliminations uh had crews crews uh mr i like to deep stage pedragon ah, dude like so he, he won, which is not even an award, the reaction time average last year in the funny car. 
by a couple thou, I think it was, but still padding those stats. 009, was it? 006? Like, come on, man. Like, Deep stage. For those wondering, like, that's not possible. <laughs> not. You cannot do that. <laughs> I'll bet him $1,000 you can't do that twice. Yeah, go up there and do it again. Prove me wrong. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then, well, and then we run into the, the buzzsaw. Mr. Matt Hagen, second round, made a great. I mean, they had a good car all weekend. Matt was Matt yeah. was driving good. Dickie had that car on kill. They and they made that run. Um, both lanes were pretty good. I felt maybe a, a small advantage going to the right lane. Um, you know, we went to the right lane. What what we felt for our car, um, but we went to the right lane and uh, you know we slowed down a little bit. But they made an excellent run. They went three eighty nine out of that left lane, and and uh, you know obviously you went on to to run them in the final. Yeah, yeah, for us, like we really didn't have that good of a weekend. We made a good run Q2, which is really Q3, whatever, our second qualifying run. We went 91, which that was a good run. But after that, like we just still fought issues, you know, tire shake, sticking the tire, just things like that. And Sunday, go up there first round and goes out there and shakes again, like got to pedal it. Uh, second round, it stuck a tire, went out there and rattled again. Then it's like, okay, like got to do something completely different. It was cool listening to Todd and Jono in the lounge after those runs. I'm like, all right, we got to like, do comp- something completely different than what we have been. They took a big swing at it, went, th- went up there in uh, the semis and like made a really good run. I think it went 91 again or 92 maybe, which at that time was a, a good run. I think it was quickest of that round, Yeah, which we were way behind Robert and – Hagen all weekend right yeah and Robert's had Robert's had a stout car this year oh yeah every year it seems like they come out swinging like that like the first couple races of the year like they uh that thing rips and that that's a tough car to beat you know because obviously you you go into that round against Robert Robert's one of the best levers in the class and he's he stages shallow right he crushes the tree and proc hauls ass yep so you go into those where you you almost kind of have a little bit of the mentality of like okay, well we're gonna have to step up. I'm gonna have to step up, but you also kind of gamble a little bit. You, you got to kind of gamble a little bit against them because that's the only way that you can try to get a little bit of an edge back against them is is having to gamble. And yeah, it paid off for you guys. You guys did a hell of a job. And then we did it in the final. Yeah. So what ended up happening in the final? So one of the wires they call it a tether that goes uh goes to the two wires off of the burst panel the safety system which is good for when you need it but not when you hit the gas and the wire comes disconnected like that's an issue right shuts everything off like you're dead in the water yeah so i mean i i pretty sure like between testing and pomona and the phoenix race like we've had a lot of tire shakes when you have issues like that like you just start rattling stuff loose. yeah things like that are going to gonna happen that shouldn't happen yeah but you know you I think you look at the situation and yeah it, I, it was it was a lot better in that situation after seeing the time slip of seeing what what matt ran correct because they made a hell of a run in the final and he cut a great light so it, it takes a little little bit of the sting out even though it, it still sucks to lose in the final but it's not like he he went out there and blew the tires off or anything like yeah that. i feel like i'd have been way more pissed if he went out there and smoked the tires and was 70 or 80 on the tree like yeah but he's he's 048 right and they, they made a i don't know what he ran in the final that was gonna be hard to beat yeah it's gonna that was hard hard to beat yeah so 
Jason Wolf said, misread the track. Everyone has the same track as Hagen. You are 50% right on that. You know what? Like, because, yes, we all did have the same track, but... See, 99% of the crew chiefs, like you said, didn't get stupid overnight, though. So, yeah, yes, you had the same track as Hagen, but there was... How many how many funny cars? 14, 15 funny cars, something like that. And then um, however many of the dragsters ran, that was like eight or nine. I mean, Brittany Force qualified number one after the first session in dragster at like a four. Because she went out there and four, pedaled it a couple times. Four, yeah, 4.8 seconds, I think. So 487 or I something I mean, that like was that. like one car out of 20 plus that made it. So, I mean... You're not wrong. Yeah, but you're, you're right. Like he went down the track. Like we all probably should have. But also, like it's not like all these crew chiefs are just like, oh, that's what the conditions are. Like we're stuck with what we got. Like no, they're all like doing everything they can to back their shit down. <laughs> like, like looking back on it, we would have done something drastic to get down the track. Something like you would never do. Yeah, you. I mean, peeled off all your primary weight almost. But yeah, and then uh, do you see Beckman's explosion during testing on Monday? Yeah, I saw some pictures that's man brutal that brutal for testing but man bad to, yeah. bad weekend for schumacher funny cars tommy got two bodies right like they, maybe even a car broke uh it ended up breaking an axle on that run yeah uh, and he did the same thing two years ago i think it was in sonoma except it was the opposite side <sighs> that's some yeah that's some scary scary stuff um so i guess uh kind of moving on a little bit here uh Fair, fair question here. How do you guys feel about NHRA FS1 giving Pro Stock a death sentence with not showing it in the big Sunday show? I mean, my opinion was they weren't showing them much anyways on our show, right? Right. They weren't showing them as much as they're showing us. And I guess it's good and bad. Like, it's good. They have their own show dedicated to them that gives them way more exposure and, you know, time to uh really see who the drivers are and you know meet their personalities and this and that i wish that we could do more of that on our show with us yeah 100 percent. yeah um but I, the downside maybe that it's on tuesday night right yeah and i 100 percent agree with that so i think my take on that is um i think in 2019 everything is right now immediate right yes. so when you're seeing all these uh, results immediately on your phone, whether you're watching on the NHRA dot TV or uh, whatever that is, or all access. I don't, I don't know if they got it now, but it, whether you're watching on that or, or drag race or you're, you're getting the results right now. And I think to put the TV show two days later, um, I, I think it could be a good sell, but I think it's tough because I think, everything is right now and our show was was on sunday now with that being said i thought the show was awesome i think brian loans and and bruno did a fantastic job yeah they're two knowledgeable guys that get excited about things and like, yeah they uh they do a great job absolutely and i and i think and i thought the show i watched it tuesday night i did like a little bit of the tuesday night for the fact of that it was a little bit of the hype where there was a lot of people tweeting out like, hey, check out the show. Hey, watch the show. And it was kind of like the – I kind of had the feel of like a uh, um, like a series type of show where 
you and your buddies are all into a series and then you all kind of right. get together and you watch a show and you're texting back and forth. Did you see this? Did you see that? So I, I kind of liked how, how that went down. I definitely liked on the show how they showed the drivers and the personalities. And I, I felt like you really kind of got to see individual personalities on that show a little bit more than you would if it's all just kind of blobbed together on a Sunday show. And I definitely loved the radio communication stuff. I thought that that stuff was really cool. I love yeah. hearing Listen to Jaggy break down a run. That was the coolest thing ever. And, and I'm a big fan of NASCAR of the, what is it? Radioactive? Is that what they call right. that? Like on Monday, they'll replay you know, all the communications between the race. Like I love it. Yeah. I think that's awesome. So I think what they did with that, with Jaggy, I, I think they need to put that, they need to integrate that into our show. I think it'd be awesome to have some radio communication with, the top field drivers before a run saying, why'd you pick that lane? You got so-and-so. What do you think you're going to need to do to beat them? Yeah. Or everybody's out here blowing the tires off. How are you? What do you, what's going through your mind right now? Yeah. And I think getting, getting the driver's perspective. Um, Cause I think it's, it's easy to get a time slip and I think it's easy to look at the time slip and then to go yeah, on the like, TV oh, yeah, show. I felt that or whatever. Like, yeah. Oh, I felt like a 391 yeah. or I knew I hit the tree and I was oh fifty something, but I think to get the driver's perspective to, to maybe call the shot before the run, um, you know, and I think it, it could kind of play out a little bit cool where, hey, we were talking to so-and-so before the run, and they said that basically they were going to they, – they said they got this in the bag and they're going to kick your ass. Well, you just beat them. What's your take on it? I think you can kind of yeah. play it up a little bit. I mean, not to get into like a WWE thing, but, I mean, with that being said, I thought the show was good. I thought it was really, really good. Um, but let me ask you this. Say you're racing pro stock, or they wait till Tuesday to show our stuff. How's that going to make you feel? Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think that's the right way to go. I, I, I know I wouldn't want to wait that long to see the race. I, I 100 percent agree with that, and I'm not a TV guy, so I have no idea how to how to make that a, a better fix or a better sell. Um, but yeah, man, I that's that's tough. I mean, I think for the first show, with that being said, that it was on a Tuesday night, I thought everything was a plus on it, except for the fact that it was Tuesday night. Right. Like somehow, I'm sure there's reasons why it was on Tuesday, and they can't do it in this time slot or that. But if it could follow, if if our show could lead into their show, like that would be the ultimate way to do it. I think. Yeah, and and I think that. From watching our show to watching the pro stock show, I think that there's some things that they could take out of that pro stock show to make the quote unquote top fuel show even better. Right. Like, why is it that I don't know? I, I get it. There's less pro stock cars than nitro cars, but within an hour show, I feel like I'm getting to know those guys and girls better than us yes yeah through the tv show like that's we're still missing that key aspect yeah no i i definitely agree i i thought it was uh i thought it was it was awesome man i i brian and bruno man great job guys absolutely that's some some cool stuff um so i don't know what the right the right way to 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 put the show on to to felt like i had a little bit of hype that's why we're not tv producers but hey they you know exactly we'd make a lot more money also this whole switch to rue thing they did with the all access to nhra tv like what's the difference i think it's the same what okay what 
I guess what I should ask, why did they change it? I have no idea. Because I heard it. Does anybody I saw know? a lot of complaining in Pomona that it wasn't working still. Yeah, right? we, just, we just need better uh, just need better service at the track. Yeah, I don't see that happening anytime soon. But, I mean, you know, hey, you got. I, I think you got to give it to Pro Stock. With, with it being that they got some money pulled away from them to give to 19 and 20 qualifier, which we've yet to see this year. But they, they go out there, and they're, they're still putting on a good show. And it's damn good racing, man. I, I, I love seeing these guys going out there ripping these double O reaction times. and Yeah, I like that Jaggy was double O one or something one run. And he's like, yeah, well, I was setting up to be like 10 or 15. Like, that's how you know like he's a badass driver because he's telling you like how close he should be on the tree. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Selena said the NHRA.tv app is dope. Is there an app? I thought it was just a website. I don't know. Do they have an app? I don't know. We see. We need to get informed. We need to get informed on these things when we go to these driver meetings. Yeah, because I, I, I mean, I, I can't sell it because I, I have no idea. What Correct. It, yeah. How are we supposed to push this shit if we don't know what it is? Instead, we got told that we got to fuel and weigh to get our bonus points and then i go down there to, to get my fuel check and they the tech guys go huh <laughs> so i don't know that's that, that that's all i can elaborate on that <laughs> so uh <laughs> see erica said she doesn't know what it is either no no one knows it's a mystery i know at least give me like an email give me or give us something that like we were reeking like tell like hey this is how you do it hey for a hundred dollars a year you can have this badass in hra.tv nope i don't know how much it costs i don't know anything about it <laughs> i don't know what the difference is between it and all access so don't ask me all right <laughs> before we get in trouble we're gonna move on <laughs> um so we uh a few weeks ago when we had intentions of doing this we put out a little social media tweet uh Send in questions. So we had a couple questions that we picked out. Um, so we had uh, I'll I'll kind of read them off to Jr. Let's we'll get his take on a couple things. Uh, we had Steve McCabe sent in uh, wanting to know when we're going to do a part two with Shelly Anderson. I've had a lot of people ask that. Like loans, I've heard you know some good comments about that show, but I think most people are entertained by Shelly because they know that. It's not that she was holding back when we did that show with her, but she was kind of sick and wasn't feeling well. That we get her in the right frame of mind, like she's gonna let it fly and it'll be good. So I'm saying maybe Vegas will try and do another one. We'll have to get yeah, we'll have to get with her and see. Yeah, it's up to her. Yeah, when when she wants to do it. I mean, right. if she wants to pop on a show. Come on. Um, so we had one from uh, Don O'Neill. What are some ways uh, to save money for the Nitro teams? We ain't got enough time for that. There's a lot of ways. Right. Uh, number one, we had a uh, nitro price increase this year. That's not one way to save. No, 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 no. That's the opposite of a way to save. Well, yeah. Because it almost it went up by, it like, almost doubled, didn't it? Uh. Well, the, the yeah, I believe the increase actually went or up. No, 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 no. We can get it for half. 
that if we were to get it somewhere else, right? Something I don't know. I don't want to go into. Well, that. yeah, I believe that. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things that happen. But anyway, we, it went up uh, quite a quite a bit. Yeah, I believe it went up like um, hundred some dollars a drum. But there's other providers that can do it cheaper. But right, I was just reading on Comp Plus a week or so ago. Like a lot of the lower funded teams, like yeah, that affects them. If I'm you know running race by race and then I got to pay that much more for fuel, like that's gonna be a problem. Yeah, well, I mean, if you if you think about it, that through the price increase versus the other option of getting it, when you're talking uh, three to four hundred dollars a drum, and you basically use a, a drum. Uh, I mean, what do you use? Three, probably on average, three and a half a weekend. I mean, you probably use yeah. three to four drums a weekend, right? Per team. Uh, so for Coletta, it'd be four four drums uh, times that by twenty four. Um, we have some mathematicians, so just plug that into your calculator. Um, I, I mean, I there's a lot of ways to save money. I mean, cut down on the schedule. Yeah, I mean that's and that's none of us. I don't want to say that I don't want to race any more than we are, or any less. But that's one way. I mean, it is one way. Obviously, uh, you know, we go to some some pretty big markets uh, to to race. I mean, some some tracks that we go to that are maybe even in smaller markets. But damn, those tracks seem to fill the stands every single time we go. Right. That might. That that could probably go both ways. I mean, that would definitely be one way to save money. But then it's you know how do you how do you sell that to a sponsor? You know, for for less races, it's kind of a, a less and a less thing. I think maybe. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's. I think you get kind of to a point where you get kind of stuck because you have to have the the amount of personnel that we have because you have to have somebody checking the track. You have right. to have. Um, the the amount of people that we do in order for Sunday in order to meet the the required times to uh, for the TV show if you're going rounds, um, obviously travel is is a huge thing. I mean hotels and airfare and I I don't know how much really there's there's a way to get around it. I mean with the exception of trying to figure out a way to cut out a day of racing, cut out a day of racing, um, cut cut down, you know, I, I th- go to a two day show instead of three days. That'll cut out some expense i mean you do two two or three qualifying runs maybe get down to an eight car show figure out a way for an eight car show i mean right i mean heck we had what 14 cars dragsters in in pomona yeah i mean that's you and i have been talking about this for a little while now like there's no reason between all three pro categories excluding bikes that we couldn't have eight car shows right yeah because we're getting 12 to 14 cars I'd say on average, that would make it exciting for an eight car field. You'd have you you couldn't screw up and qualify. I guarantee right. you that. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, the, you know, I think the travel. But I think that 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 could be a good option. I mean, I think that there'd be some awesome tracks that you could do Saturday night race an eight car show. Uh, I mean, you go to tracks like uh, uh, Norwalk would be an awesome one, especially in the summertime when the tracks are hot. You're not really going to make great runs in the day, anyways. But exactly, don't start first thing in the morning and shit like that. You know, start in the evening. Yeah, but you go, you you look at typically at a a, a Norwalk event, you know, barring cloud cover, but Q two is always the run to qualify, probably in the top eight to ten. So if you put on night racing, you know that all the car eighty ninety percent of the cars are going to make great runs, right? 
Cause, yeah, because like you said, most of the summer races that we have now, we know that Saturday we're not going to improve. We didn't get on the track Friday night. Yeah. Saturday, like you're getting ready for Sunday. Richard, I'm not ignoring you. I'm answering questions from the fans. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, all right, what do we got here? What do we got here? We got uh, uh, Pat Thomas sent in a question. Do you change rear wing for head or tailwind? No. No. Typically, it's more track related when, yeah. you, when you're adjusting the wing. Track temperature. Yeah, that or track lack of prep, maybe. Yeah, there's, there's a lot that goes into uh, a lot of the information that we get back from the track guys as far as, uh, you know, typically you don't make a lot of adjustments on it, but you will. Uh, here and there dependent like if the track you go to a night session the track gets really good then you'll make some adjustments on stuff like that or at least that's what they tell me i'm just a yeah, dumb driver at least with the funny car i know like most of us run the wing like pretty low like a lot of it's not even there where the dragsters i mean they're kind of limited on what they can adjust compared to us right yeah exactly um man i made too many damn scribbly lines on this mark I'm, I, I don't even know what your last name is now because I scribbled through it, uh, making too many notes. Uh, but he says, is Come there on, any man. race you look forward to and why? The next one. Absolutely. The next <laughs> one's always a good one. Um, I'm looking forward to Gainesville. That's uh, that's one that I haven't won. You've won there, haven't you? No. I thought you have. I've never done shit there. Neither have I. I love, I love going there. Yeah, I just same, can't race same here. The, it's like the first, uh, you know, it's like the Winter Nationals for the East Coast. Right. Yeah. So it's a big race. There's always a lot of people there. A lot of history there. Just one that uh, I've always wanted to win. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, obviously Gainesville is a cool one. I, I really in every year I enjoy going to Sonoma. Yeah, I, that's def- definitely one of my favorite tracks. Like it's uh Nice environment. The uh, the track staff there is awesome. Like, yeah, they go above and beyond there. Yeah, I'd say I, I'd say if you're, yeah, I mean, talking in in that regard, I would say a uh, track like Norwalk. Bader right. Family's always awesome. Dollar ice cream. They give uh, you a cool little spoon if you win the race. I always like going to Pomona, but this year sucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, Pomona, yeah, Pomona's good. I mean, you know, Pomona's good and bad. Um, Denver's cool. Uh, I like going yes. there. Denver's awesome. Yep. Bandamere family is always really cool. They always put on a great show. But then you always go to, I like Sonoma. I mean, you go to wine country, you can drink wine after the race. They give you a cool little trophy when you win, something, you know. Right. Little keepsakes type of stuff. Um, Let's see, what else we got? Uh, We got, what is the device the force guy is using at the starting line? I just noticed that this year that they have something similar, I think, to what, TRD is using like most teams even you know a lot of sportsman guys I'll have that torque meter which is basically just a piece of rubber right right it's kind of like a torque wrench it gives them a reading of like when that rubber snaps off the track right so yeah so it's just a grip number correct so then you can based off of the grip number they'll relay all that information back to the crew chiefs you know for as far as what they feel a lot of times you know we have uh, TRD uh, JP and Juwan Chad's always out there um, but they're relaying a lot of the information based off of their numbers. They'll kind of give the numbers of, of their particular track reading, but then they'll sometimes shoot you a number of what they feel a projected ET could potentially right. be based off of those numbers. Yeah, I mean, stuff like that just saves the crew chief's time to where they don't have to worry about going out and checking the track in between rounds when the, when those guys are all over. But still, I mean, you got to go off 
what you feel. Right. Like numbers aren't always right. Yeah. Some sometimes a lot of it comes down to gut feeling. Uh, another one was uh, Stephen Bush. Uh, why wasn't DX theme song used for Friday qualifying? That would be referring, I guess, to my theme song that I did last year. Uh, New Year, change it up. I'm gonna change it up every week if I can. Yeah. No. I mean, I was I was listening to some music on the way home from from uh, Phoenix on the airplane. I'm thinking like, oh, this would be a good song. Like I got one picked out for Gainesville. Yeah, I got a running list going up. We're gonna have to change it up every time. Um. Yeah, no particular reason. Just changing it up, something new, new year. Uh, you know, new year, new me thing. Um, let's see, we got Andy Crane. Do you think NHRA should cut the fuel classes like pro stock for the health of the class? Uh, how many races are enough or just right? I don't think that they should. If they're going to cut the races, then, like, cut the whole series. Right. They like, don't just have funny cars at 12 races and dragster at the other 12 or something stupid like that like you're just robbing everybody i think of a, a show at that point yeah um yeah I, I that's that's kind of the tough thing right now i like, mean yeah i mean i get what he's saying because pro stock was in a bad spot because they weren't getting many cars so they thought, you know, cutting them back. But they got help. the most cars at both now, races so yeah, far this year. They have more races than us and the money they took from to give to the Top Nitro few. cars. They're not showing up. Yeah, so they took the money away to give the 19 and 20 qualifier, but I don't think we've seen over 17, maybe 18 in either class so far this year. So I vote that if 19 and 20 don't show up for Top Fuel or Funny Car, they need to give that money back to Pro Stock. All right. Where or else would it go? how about what we talked about? Pro Stock people cover your ears. <laughs> but that that could also go towards some sort of shootout. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I I know that I love the shootouts. I mean, when I was a fan, I lived for the shootouts back when they had it in Pomona. I thought that, yeah, shootouts are awesome. Shootouts are, I mean, it's... The best. And they're not really that much money. But but think about it. The shootouts are eight of the best cars that are there that have accumulated whatever points that total that you needed to get yes, into it. Yes, like your eight best performing cars. But it's always badass racing. Yes, like yeah. the drama goes up then because everybody's all tensed up. Like there's extra hundred grand on the line, whatever. Well, I'll tell you what: if you don't get nervous for hitting the gas for a hundred thousand dollars, I wouldn't know. Let me know because I'd like to figure it out. Um, let's see. We got uh, got a next one from uh, Bernie Connors. Thoughts on Laughlin winning lights out. Also thoughts on uh, radial racing in general. I was watching because I think that shit's cool. I uh, I love the hype of it. That's what I mean. Like. It looks like there's a million people there, but if you ever been to South Georgia, like it's not that big of a track. It right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I mean it's packed because there's like a shit ton of people on the starting line and they spray so much VHT on the track it looks like a fog machine. Oh, I I seen everybody coming out of their shoes trying to walk across the track. Right, like the guy's bringing the car up to the beams and he can't stand still cuz he's He's going to leave his shoes there if he does. <laughs> right. Like it's it's just, I don't know. I like watching them. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like the, I like the banter back and forth that they're, they're able to do. It's, it's a little bit, 
where ours is a little bit more corporate in a lot of a lot of the sense. But I think over there it's a little bit more of the outlaw. You could talk a little bit of trash, but it's all kind of built up for the hype. It's you know, hey, I'm going to talk trash on you. You're going to talk trash on me. But yeah, it's, in, it's, in the end, we're really buddies. Don't don't take it personal. <laughs> right. uh, you know, under off the record. But I, I like the I like the hype of it. I like the let's race for five thousand. What was the big one? The big one. How much did they race for? They I race- think it's this next one. There's one. Well, the no, week, there's the week after Gainesville. There's one for a hundred and one thousand. Right. So the, yeah, hundred one thousand dollars to win. That deal paid. I don't know what it paid. Fifty. Fifty grand to win as much as a top field race. Cash. I saw it. But yeah, right. Cash. And then. Uh, but didn't someone do a grudge race for big money? Yeah, and I think like they've been doing that for a while. Like they'll do it. I don't know if they call it a test run or if it's during qualifying or what or what. But they'll like have callouts, and you can go grudge race somebody for however much money ten grand, five grand, whatever you want. Yeah, I th- I, th- I I like that stuff. I just think it's cool. I, I think it's more uh, a little bit more of the like the you get entertained by watching the cars that that's what really draws you there. But I think you get entertained on the side as well because you know that this guy and this guy just called each other out and they're going to go race for 10 grand on the side. So you're going to go watch it. Yeah. I think it's bitching. And I think it's cool that there's so many different variations of cars racing against each other. Correct. It's not all nitrous. It's not all blower cars. It's like wide variety. Like you don't know who's going to win. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, I, and like I said, I, I think a lot of that, a lot of the buildup, you know, obviously Duck does, Duck does a good job at uh, building it all up and hyping it all up. Oh, yeah. And is uh, as brash as a lot of his stuff is, I, I I laugh at it all. I think it's hilarious. It gets your attention. Yeah. No, I mean, like, yeah, like Chris says right here, let's have an all-star race like NASCAR does. Top fuel versus funny cars. And they did that one time. Right. Yeah, it was a non-points race. But I remember going to it like, yeah, I think you could sell t- your T-shirts out of your pit then. Like I'm pretty sure, like it drew in a lot of people. Yeah, but now all of our races are the same, right? Like we don't have one race that stands out like the U.S. National should. Yeah, just falls in line with the rest of them, right? Yeah, but I think like having having we need something like that. We need uh, we need a a different whether it be in a shootout or an all star race. Yeah, and they used to have uh before that the the there was a race at Rockingham. I think that was a non points race. Like I forget what they called it. Somebody just needs to put off, put on an off weekend, big money shootout. We say this all the time. I know. Never mind. <laughs> Every show still hasn't happened. Your buddy Fortin or falls on the I thought that was a uh, foresight. I was gonna say the promoter's on here, but that's not him. <laughs> um, let's see. We got another one from Brittany. Uh, what's something you're tired of hearing from the fans? Example. Oh, he blew that race on purpose. Uh, kind of back to what we just talked about in Phoenix with Hagen being the only car getting down the track. Like, well, he got down it. Why can't you guys? That or that. I saw, I think it was on a message board form after that, that these guys can't get down the track now unless it's perfectly prepped for them. Like, no, that's not the case. Like, sometimes it's just, like, not prepped good. Yeah, I think. I think I don't know. I think there's, I don't, I don't want to say it's a lack of. I think there is some communication. I don't want to say it's lack of communication, but I think there's, NHRA is still trying to find that happy medium because they don't want to see the cars go over 330 miles an hour. 
Correct. And and, 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 and in all fairness, we get it and we're okay with that. But I think that there's still, there's a difference of prepping the track like so on a 70 degree track. And there's a difference on prepping a track like so on a 120 degree track. And you have to prep those different because when you're spraying less, right, it's going to get more exposed the hotter it gets. Where if you were to spray it at, say, 80 or 90 percent, you could still make good runs on a 115, 120 degree track. But if you're going to spray it at 50 percent, then it takes that drastically down. And on top of that, going with the less spray starts exposing a lot of not all these tracks are perfect. A lot of these tracks have bumps in them. And when you have good spray and the colder the track is, it doesn't expose those bumps as much. But when you spray on, like even Pomona, Pomona is a good track, but Pomona is bumpy. Yeah, it's but, getting aged. But when, but when you spray it, even with the a little bit cooler conditions, when you're spraying at fifty percent, it starts exposing a lot of those bumps a lot more. So then you see a lot of more people smoking the tires. Um, so I think it's they're they're still trying to find that happy medium of what we should kind of do with this, and so they 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 change it. Not saying that that's a bad thing, but as they're work the crew chiefs are trying to kind of chase the tail around a little bit as far as, because there's sometimes that we get a text, you know, maybe 30 minutes before we run of, Hey, we're changing the spray and it's going to go down to this. Well, okay. Now you got to address the whole track completely different now. Right. Yeah. There's got to be better communication and it's got to be uh consistent also. Right. Like you got to know way ahead of time, not a half an hour, an hour before after we warmed our shit up and we're ready to go up there and make a run. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know. That's it's it's hard. I mean, it's, it's I hard. I wouldn't want to be in that position. I wouldn't. But yeah. Eventually, like you got to figure it out. Yeah. Eventually. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, with with that, I think uh, kind of going back to the example, oh, he blew that race on purpose. Um, I think there's a lot of situations that go on on the racing side of things. And there's been some examples in the past, just, you know, based off of this one, uh, that people team cars will race. And I guess maybe the particular ones that I'm, I, I have in mind is like, say like the Schumacher cars. And I've seen some people to the Schumacher cars race one another and they both make it down the track or, or even the force cars. Um, I've seen that as well. But they both make a run down the track to the finish line, and one car will beat the other car by, say, two or three hundredths of a second. And then it's automatically assumed that, oh, well, they dove for the other car. <laughs> yeah. I, I, That's physically impossible because if you're driving the car, you can't see the nose of the other car until they're probably about three to four hundredths ahead. What well, the point that you kind of recognize that you're about 600 feet or so. Right. And the amount of time that you cover 600 feet to a thousand feet is about eight tenths of a second. So the fact of, if you, if you're driver a throwing a race for driver B and you're going to tell yourself, Oh, I'm ahead. I need to slow down and let this guy beat me. And then you're going to slow down a 330 mile an hour car. Yeah, and, and not kill any speed also. like In eight-tenths of a second right. to let them buy you by two-hundredths of a second that you can't even see because you can't see them until they're three or four hundredths. I think 
sometimes they that, that some of the I guess the teams and the team owners and the and the drivers need to get a little bit more credit than that. That I think it's just there's a lot of assumptions. Yeah, there's been situations in the past, situations that we've all seen, we've all been a part of and addressed. But you know, situations like people go to Indy, example Palmer last year, he's racing to get in number ten. He's locked in if he makes a run and he oils the track down. He he's will. Out. He gets out because of oiling the track and then he loses the points for it so they opt to not make a run but had an issue or, or whatever now they're guaranteed in those are just situations that arise that at the end of the day you you kind of you'd kind of be a fool not to be you know right. you don't want to set yourself up for failure it's hard as it is to go out there and win and to compete and to make every dollar that you can to keep that car out there you get put in situations that that's the only way you can go right yeah and we're not saying that there's teams that don't throw races or this and that yeah like when it's obvious like you can point it out and say oh yeah they did that but like you said when it's down to two three hundreds even five hundreds like give me a break yeah absolutely i mean to to respond to what josh wallace said you're 100 percent right and that would be the exception because that was blatantly obvious. But it, hey, at the end of the day, it's a business. Um, Tim Welch, any Tim Welch, any truth to the rumor that they had the wrong tires on the tractor on Friday? Well, no one knew that. Yeah. So now, don't kill the messenger. This is just what we heard. This is from what what I guess they changed the tires on it. Um, they tried to go with Goodyear tire still. Um, from what what I think is that they went to a smaller tire, but it has more rubber on it. So when they drag it, they it don't have wear out. It doesn't wear out as quickly. So then, um, they don't have to change it, change the tires as much. So they went to Goodyear, tried to have Goodyear do, you know, hey, make this tire, but put a lot more rubber on it to where we don't have to change them as much. Uh, use the same compound. They approached it the right way. Um, but for whatever reason, like, yeah, it may be the same compound and it may in the same, whatever, but it just was not the same evident by how Q1 played out. Yeah. You come back and look at our tires after Q1, we even make a run down the track and it just had all rubber buildup. Yeah. It looked like we were circle track racing. Yeah. Like, you know, they call it up in the marbles. Well, it looked like I went up in the marbles. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. That kind of stuff happens. I mean, was anybody in the wrong for that? I mean, you don't really know till you try. I don't know if that was the right place to try it. Maybe testing would have been a better option. I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty, so it's always easy to say that after the fact. But the fact was there was a difference. The fact is that, uh, you know, a lot of the teams got together and made the option or made the decision not to run Q2. Um, it ended up raining, so it kind of played into the equation, I guess, better. Um, but I think out of the outcome, they went back to the normal tires, and I think everything for the rest of the weekend kind of proceeded on, and, and it, it was a good race, I felt. For the most part. Until you lost the final. <laughs> Come on, bro. Yeah, hopefully we can uh, redeem ourselves in two weeks in Gainesville, which that could also be tricky. we got a new track surface there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think... And uh, the reason we do is because... That place was worn out, like majorly bumpy down track. 
Yeah, I know a couple times in that left lane, like if you throw the shoots, just it was more exposed than a dragster, obviously. But there was a couple times that, however it, it worked out, you'd throw the shoots and slow down. A couple times you feel the damn thing bottoming out. Right. You'd hit that bump so hard. Yep. So new track. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how it's going to be come Q one. Yeah, I mean, it could get interesting. That's all I'm going to say. It could. I think they uh, they put down new concrete. Uh, did a lot of did a lot of things to it. I think there's fifty fifty reviews on it, so we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. I mean, they got fortunately they got the legends coming out. Yeah, I think that's going to be cool. With uh, how many of them are there? Eight. Eight. Yeah. Eight legends that are there. All uh, all badasses. They're going to be racing in Toyota Camry, so that means we get to interact with them a little bit through Toyota. Yeah, that'll be cool. I mean, so there's Don Perdome, Don Garlitz, Ace, Ace, Warren Johnson, Warren Johnson, Shirley, Shirley. Uh, uh, and I feel bad because Terry some... Vance. Okay, Terry. Yeah, who's the other one? I don't know. I feel bad. You don't want to. You don't want to leave any legends out of them. I mean, they're dang legends of the sport. But I, yeah, it'll be cool. I think it'll, uh, it'll be a cool opportunity. Um, you know, have them back out there. You know, be able to obviously with Toyota being a part of it. That's that's kind of cool. Like you said, we'll be able to to interact with those guys and maybe maybe we could get some like one off races or something like that. Like race the winner or something. Oh yeah, Joe Amato's the other one. Yeah, Amato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but man, you go out there and you lose one of those guys. Like you're never gonna hear the end of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, because you you know you know the second that snake gets a hold of you on the starting line, be like. I, I knew I could tree you right. back in the day. Right. Kenny Bernstein. How do I forget that? Thank you guys for clearing this all up. Yeah. Yeah, how, I'm how excited we, to see all those guys in one place Bernstein because Omato. a lot of them don't come to the races anymore. Yeah. Well, obviously we've seen, yeah, Snake's been out there, you know, out there with uh, helping Austin. I mean, yeah, well, what better way to start out your career and you're getting advice from uh John Force and Don Perdome. I don't know if I'd want that as a rookie. Could be a little intimidating. Yeah, right. I mean, it's good and bad. But yeah, I got my money on winning that deal with Snake. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I. But see, are are they racing like? Is it like a like a heads up quarter mile thing? Well, I'm sure because probably I mean, just like what we do those. Uh, it was media races. Okay. So, like, the easy fix is you just go to to your opponent's car and turn on... Do, 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 no. Turn on the air yeah, conditioning. Like, don't give away secrets. Slow them down like a half a second. Because when they come to you, like, hey, you got any uh, suggestions? Like, maybe. Yeah, go turn on their air conditioning <laughs> in their car. Maybe put some luggage in their trunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, it'll be good. 50th anniversary. That race is always crowded, no matter what. So this year, I expect it to be completely crowded. That's one thing that that track doesn't lack is is uh, the excitement at Ale House and the amount of fans that show up at the track. What's the Ale House? I don't know. I heard it's a dinner place. You go there. Uh, my friends have told me about it. Oh, no, I'm I'm probably not going because I'm not hanging out with you and Richie anymore. After Phoenix. What happened there? Uh, well, 
we went out we started out going to dinner and then we went I I was ready to go back. I had I don't recall anybody forcing you to go out. It was a bad idea. I think this is like the first day that I've actually like had the fog out of my head. Yeah. But it was a good time. Regardless, I mean So uh let's let's see. So yeah, so we got who we got? We got point standings. Let's try to figure this out. So we got let's talk about uh power rankings. Do you completely understand it? Like how they work? So I think oh yeah, yes. Okay, so the power rankings. Um I think it takes it's it's a factor of like ET speed uh reaction times um over like a certain course of runs though right like i'm confused somewhat because i there's people ahead of people that i don't understand why yeah i'm we we probably need to get loans back on the show because i think right because i know he he was texting us about it right but i mean i i understand like where they're going with it i just don't understand like how it works like yeah well, see, what I think they need, they need to get uh, fantasy stuff back because that stuff you could you could really utilize like power rankings if you're if you're playing in like a fantasy league, right? Yeah, that makes sense. You know, because you could understand like how they do where they have the last six races and then they have the the last six races power rankings and then they have like the this year's power rankings. But I think, man, you get you get the the fantasy stuff back together. I think at one point NHRA had. We need we need to get that back. I know that like uh, they tried to do that on a website last year. Dude, you should volunteer your services to do that for them. No, Jer. <laughs> I mean, you know more about it than anybody. Well, yeah. I mean, I do. I, I do all kinds of like. Fantasy football, fantasy baseball, I I I love doing that stuff. I think it's fun, it, but it keeps. It, I mean, as much as as much as we're gone racing and and doing all our stuff, like I love watching sports. But for me to keep up with the sports, I I can't keep up with everything. So I think keeping up with the fantasy stuff it helps me, like keep up with current. Right, but I feel like okay, if you're a new fan watching our show, the first few races, do you understand those power rankings? No. Like, at Pomona, there were drivers on there that aren't even competing this year. So oh, they, they why had, not just yeah. throw them out and move up the next person in line? I'm trying to, I'm trying to navigate this NHRA website to see where I can get just stop power rankings. Knock it off. Well, because <laughs> I think it says on there somewhere where like how how they they, they explain it. Um, I, mean, I, I, I like the I, I definitely like the idea of it. Well, yeah, it goes back like six races or some shit like that, which I get that. But there were people racing last year that are not this year, and some that are in different classes. Yeah, I mean, like right now, you know, you look at uh, like for this year, for the 2019 rating in top field, they got uh, Billy Torrance number one. They got Tor- Steve Torrance number two. I mean, hell, or Doug Coletta's number three. Jordan Vandergriff number four, but yeah, they got Brittany at a zero. I don't know how you have a zero. 
I feel yeah, I mean, I'm not really sure that like the criteria of all the things that they account into it, but I feel like it's it's a little bit of a fair I don't know about the speed cuz speed doesn't really win you a race. I mean, yeah, it it kind of goes a little hand in hand with the ET a little bit. Right. Typically typically doesn't mean a whole lot. Um but yeah, I mean, they obviously got Robert Height number 1, which, you know, he's had the best car. Hagen number 2, he won the last race, Beckman. I mean, damn, Beckman can't qualify for nothing, but fucker sure shows up on race day. Yeah, like you don't want him first round. That's a bad draw. <laughs> yeah, especially when he qualifies <laughs> in the bottom half and then throws down first round. Yeah, then they got, uh, yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, they, they definitely need to get that stuff back for, uh, um, they need to get this stuff in, in, integrated into like a, a, a fantasy league and start doing fantasy leagues for the fans to have the fans be able to root for these drivers, give away tickets, give away stuff. I know I'm giving away all your stuff, but I think it's a cool way that fans get to interact with drivers. Cause a lot of times I remember when they used to have it, fans would always come up and be like, Hey man, like he's wearing like a Tony Schumacher jacket. And he's like, I, I got you in my, I got you my uh, team this weekend. Yeah, it gives people that normally wouldn't root for you a reason to cheer. Yeah, he's for like, you. I'm pulling for you this weekend, so they're more interested in what you're doing. Yeah. So uh, you know, I I think that that's something cool they need to get back. One thing they they do need to get we need to get a video game. I know we talked about that before. I think we were in uh, seen a couple guys playing the video game at our hotel last week. They're, I mean, there's a bunch of people down there playing the video game from 2005. That'd be cool. <laughs> we could just find an old PC somewhere and fire that game back up. Dude, what about one of the coolest things ever was main event. They had on the computer. But then they had like a website that you could go race online. Yeah. And you like put these races together and stuff. It only costs money, bro. I know. I'm, I'm, we got bigger problems than video games. Yeah, I know. I'm picking stuff out, though. <laughs> I mean, but it's fun, right? I mean, what, what's what's a better way to to reach out to? Yeah, I mean, if you're 12... trying to get the younger people involved in the sport, yes, you should have video games. Where like, I can be Sean Langdon if I want to. I mean, Remember that you, I, they, used to, they used to have your car on there and like, hey, I raced your car the other night. Like, well, I'd hope they'd have better standards than that. Probably aim still, a little higher. Whatever, that stuff was cool back then. Yes. Oh uh, yeah. Hey, if you guys have some questions, send them in. We can answer some questions if you uh, if you guys have some stuff. I don't know, man. I think we like covered. I saw Rebellus talking about most uh, of the stuff. If we i race because he's thinking about getting a setup. I, I would love to have i racing, but that's way advanced for me. Yeah, I mean, so I I had this small ambition. Like I heard Caps talking about it, like the i racing, right. And, uh, so he, he actually like a few years ago, he gave me like this sign up card where I could go on and was like, oh, okay, cool. So kind of seen all that stuff. And then I started seeing like a lot of the NASCAR guys do that. I'm thinking like, oh, this is, this is bitching. So, the, so I seen, uh, Corey LaJoy had one. Uh huh. So I messaged him like, Hey man, that's a cool setup you got for your iRacing stuff. <laughs> like I, I'd like to have one of those. He was like, yeah, sure. I could build you one for $15,000. Right. Yeah, I had a guy on Twitter, the same thing. I'm like, well, what's a basic setup? He's like, well, I don't know what you mean by that. Well, what's your basic price here? Well, you know, like, generally like ten grand or so. Ah, nope. Yeah, I was like, well, I'm thinking maybe a couple grand. 
I'll go back to just watching everybody race it then. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I don't need to be on there crashing, you know, Christopher Bell and guys like that. Because we, we'd probably lose all our hype. Because then it's like, like you, you know, guys suck. There's no wonder you guys don't come to Chili Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> like, right now, they're like, oh, these guys are crazy. They drive 300 mile an hour race cars. And then we get on that, and they're like, they're not that good at all. Like, I mean, if I had one of those setups, though, a rig and, like, an actual, like, car setup, I feel like, give me enough time, I'll figure it out. Yeah. But I'm not going to spend 10, 15 grand on one either. But I think it's I think it's awesome how they, they put on races and, I mean, heck, look, look at how William Byron got into the deal. Exactly. The guy goes in and races the iRacing and does good and they give him an opportunity. I think. How awesome is that? This guy asked, was Connie too pissed to celebrate his birthday on Sunday? Nope. We almost got him a trophy, though. He was happy for the most part. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. You, you, you know when Connie's pissed. He He's not really too quiet about it. Right. But, yeah, no. Heck, it seems like Connie every day at the racetrack. I mean, he the guy's... When he's fun. cracking jokes, like, he's not pissed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. That's one cool thing about race with Connie, man. He's that dude's sharp as attack. Eighty-one years 80, old, turned eighty-one years old, and the guy—I mean, still—he's brilliant, man. He—he's hilarious. He's funny, quick-witted. He is quick-witted. You—you say something. I mean, it don't take him but a half a second to figure out. He's—he's he's got an answer for you. That is for sure. No better boss, in my opinion. Now we just need to win Gainesville since it's a Legends race with him there. His car won last year. Richie won last year, yes. Old Richard. Yes. Doubling yes. up there would be really good. Since yeah, we've I, never done it. Yeah, and I think I think uh last I if I remember right, last last year, like it wasn't there was a lot of people smoking tires last year, if I remember right. I think it was kind of a little bit of a driver race last year. I don't remember. Oh, oh yeah. That's because we didn't run first round. Our parachutes came out on the burnout. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. This guy's asking what broke again. The safety system wire came disconnected in Phoenix. We touched on that earlier. Yeah, that's not good. Well, man, I uh, I think we run through about it, all the stuff that we kind of wanted to. We got all the questions on there answered. Yeah, we got all the questions, all the ones that we wrote down. We got and uh, good. I think I think going to Gainesville, man. I think we could probably we'll probably do a a show after um, after Gainesville. We can we can touch on that a little bit. We can. Because after Gainesville, we have a little break right now, and then we go to Gainesville, and we have a little break again. But then, like, right after that is, like, when we start. Really yeah, that's why, it. like, the first three races of the year, like, they go too slow, in my opinion. There's too much downtime. You can't really get in a rhythm. At least once Vegas rolls around, then we start getting after it. Right. Yeah, and that, that's when the season starts getting fun. Yeah. Start getting in a rhythm, and everything kind of starts flowing, and. Next thing you know, then you're like, oh, damn, it's Western Swing already. Yeah, exactly, which it's fine. So, all right, guys. Well, we're uh, – I think we're about out of topics. 
unless if anybody else got anything good. But uh, I think we could probably end it on that note. Yeah, I'm getting ready to watch uh, Gary Selzy's two kids race sprint cars tonight. They're uh, in Las Vegas. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Turn into or tune into a dirt vision. Oh, bud, there you go. You got your night set then. Damn right. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. We'll uh, we'll be back with you guys. Uh, we'll be back with you guys probably after Gainesville, unless we do like an emergency emergency show for any reason. Yeah, maybe we'll like pull out our phone and do an on the spot show in Gainesville or something. But for do the like most part, quick update. Yeah, after Gainesville, then we'll get in the swing of things, and maybe we'll uh, we'll have Shelly on in Vegas. We'll see what her schedule's like. Yeah, we'll we'll talk with her, see what, see if she can. We definitely got some guests that want to come on this year. Yes. That's for sure. We we have some guests that uh that we would like to have on. We have some guests that would like to get on, <laughs> that have requested. Some guests won't get on. That's so, a fact. That's not nice. So well, then you can't really call them guests, right? Truth hurts. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. Got your first show of the year. So now you guys can't keep chewing our ass on the on uh, social media. Yeah, get off our ass a little bit now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we we'll, we promise we'll bring you more shows. We'll we'll, we'll keep talking about all this stuff. We got some good stuff coming up. Once the race gets going, obviously there'll be all kinds of cool stuff. So thanks for tuning in. We'll talk with you guys soon. See you guys.